0: Here we go. 30 more minutes. Action sports. Jack's overtime. ESPN 690. Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton. After three hours of breaking down a loss to the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. We got 30 more minutes to talk about it. We also got some vague headlines. Uh, The highlight of my week every week. Vague headlines. Wow. Hey, man. It's a good segment. I, I don't even know how you came up with it. If you stole it from somebody, that's fine. Just don't say that. Uh, Actually, I don't, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, It's a good segment. I like it. I look forward to it because I never really know where it's going to go. Plus, I also consider it as get to know Brian Middleton a little bit more.
1: Really? Because all the questions are directed towards you. That's interesting. Okay. I I don't
0: know. I feel like I get some tidbit of information. That's fair. You know what? That is fair. Yeah, man. But um, nevertheless, we are here. We got you for another 30. We're going to lead you in to some Monday night football. That'll be the Dolphins who all of a sudden have won. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row going for eight and a playoff spot potentially against the Saints, who uh, will start Ian Book at quarterback, which is interesting. Um, no no disrespect to Ian Book. He's ironic. Not, it's not even ironically. It's just interestingly one of the great quarterbacks for Notre Dame ever, and I say great, and it feels weird to say it myself, but uh, earlier in the season – Uh, right before Florida State played Notre Dame. So I guess the first college football game of the season, I talked with Tyler James, who's a reporter for um, up in Indiana and covers Notre Dame, and he was kind of saying how they didn't know what the post-Ian Book era was going to look like. And just kind of like listening to how he talked about Ian Book made me realize that Ian Book was a lot better than I guess I gave him credit for. I didn't really – I never once watched Notre Dame when Ian Book was their quarterback and thought, man, Ian Book though. So – Anyway, nonetheless, he will start for the Saints tonight. Uh, It's down to the wire in fantasy football, Brian Middleton. I'm beating Brent Martineau. Now, I know I just said down to the wire, but I'm beating him by uh, roughly 40 points, okay? Here's the problem. He has Alvin Kamara still to play. Man. I don't trust it. I'm up 40. I don't trust it. Here's the other situation. I have Tua. Don't love Tua. I've had a ton of quarterback issues. The plan this week I'm going to sound like a coach here. The plan this week was to start Justin Fields. It wasn't in the cards. We looked to go back to Derek Carr. We couldn't do it. We fell back into Tua, tagged by Lois. So,
1: You're like the uh, 2010 Jags, man, of uh, uh, that decade, man. QB issues just up and down the board, man. Yeah. pretty oh, my goodness.
0: Pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's what's going on with me. But anyway, I've got Tua and like a 37-point lead, so I kind of rounded up to 40. Um, and he's got Alvin Kamara. The winner will go to the ESPN 690 Fantasy Football Championship. I have no idea who I'm playing on the other side, but, or whoever's winning is playing on the other side, um, but that's what's going on there. Uh, your fantasy football days are over for this year, I assume, unless you're in a different league that I don't know about.
1: No, I mean, I still check occasionally because they still calculate the points. I'm, yeah, they do, <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm busting heads now, but, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm 5-9. and nine. Yeah. It's over. It's been over. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we appreciate having you, though.
1: Oh, okay. You appreciate my thirty dollars. Somebody will. Somebody will. It's not me. Yeah, it won't be you. You're right. Yeah, not, at least not that pool.
0: Not in that league. Yeah, I, I got two league. leagues still alive, but it is what it is. Anyway, uh, you're you're here to listen to coverage of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's what we're going to do now. Um, Brian, it the the matchup of the decade. Some would say Zach Wilson v. Trevor Lawrence. Um, here's what I figured out about that matchup in particular. I didn't think Zach Wilson was very good. I really don't think he's very good now. Am I wrong to think that? I I mean, he had one play. He made one play that he outran Caleb on chase on, who looked like the slowest human on the planet and on that specific play. Uh, Rudy Ford missed a tackle. Andrew Wingard missed a tackle. Uh, I I don't think that should be very surprising. And at the end of the day, he scores a long touchdown that's all over the highlights. And uh, the Jags are once again getting yeeted on national television on the highlight reel. But this time it's by Zach Wilson. But... Just as a quarterback, leading your team, making throws, he throws the football very hard, that's great. Uh, Zach Wilson doesn't make me have any buyer's regret on Trevor Lawrence.
1: Well, when you put it that way, of course not. Here's the deal. Uh, Any QB with the New York Jets right now, honestly, with the Jags, with the New York Jets, I I don't know. Like Sam Darnold was there, and he went to my team, and it looked like, oh, it was the Jets that – was the issue and then you know Christian McCaffrey gets injured and all of a sudden it falls apart for Darnold so maybe he is who we thought he was but as far as Zach Wilson I I don't know what I will say is this his running ability uh you know he did break one but that was for 52 yards he ran for 91 so on three other carries he basically nine or ten yards a carry so he's pretty mobile Uh, And I got to tell you, man, uh, I think I texted you. I was like, uh, hey, you know what? I've never seen Lamar Jackson and Zach Wilson in the same room. Okay? Zach Wilson, the Lamar Jackson of NFL QBs. You heard it here first.
0: Yeah. No? No. No. Okay. Here's the thing. Like, if we're going to – all right, so let let me ask you this then. You watch the game. You see Zach Wilson. He runs. He's mobile, whatever. Trevor didn't have a 50-yard run, but he had a pretty pretty crucial 23-yard yeah. run. Absolutely. So, I, I, I mean, the way I look at it, I don't look at Zach Wilson's run. And, by the way, these are quarterbacks we're talking about, and their runs are the only things we have to fall back on. Trevor Lawrence threw the ball better than Zach Wilson. We can agree? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, he's got that going for him. But I don't look at what Zach Wilson did and think, man, I wish Trevor Lawrence could do that. Trevor Lawrence is just as mobile. He looks faster, I think, because of the longer strides. Uh-huh. And he can make those plays when it happens. He goes out of bounds there. If the time is not a factor, I would have to think Trevor Lawrence tries to score on the play. Right. But you can't afford to get caught in bounds there and let the time run out. So I don't think that the run from Zach Wilson is anything better that can make you say Trevor Lawrence can't do that.
1: No, absolutely. And to your original point, I'm picking Trevor over Zach every day, twice on Sundays, whatever that saying is. Uh, because... He does look like the better QB. He looked like it, of course, coming out of college. I mean, it was the consensus that you're going to go with Trevor. You know, I don't think anybody, as much as Zach Wilson moved up, the the draft, his draft stock increased. I don't think anybody was really saying, you know what, Jacksonville? You know what? You should really think about this one. No. I think it was the consensus that Trevor Lawrence uh, was the best QB prospect out of that group. And I agree. And, I'll, and, that, and yesterday didn't change that at all. I, there's nothing that made me say, you know what? Maybe we made a mistake.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. YouTube says, what's Trevor Lawrence done? And that's a fair point. Okay. But at the same time, what has Zach Wilson done?
1: There you go. I Ask mean, a question, so answer they, the question. So yeah. they've
0: won three games, and they, they, they've won one over the Jags. They beat the Titans, the Jags beat the Bills. It's very comparable. But when you, in my opinion, and I have watched a little more Zach Wilson than just this game, but this is the full game that I've watched every single snap Of Zach Wilson and I I think if you live in Jacksonville and you're a Jags fan a lot of other people can say that because who the heck is watching full Jets games we're already suffering enough watching full Jags games the last thing I'm going to do is turn on the Zach Wilson film but that being said I watched the London game a pretty good amount I watched a few other games Zach Wilson to me does not pass the eye test to me he's at best Baker Mayfield and we found out that at best, Baker Mayfield is not going to get it done. So it, it, I was still baffled. Like I knew that Zach Wilson was going to be the pick for the Jets when the draft was around because that's just how things work. You saw him getting pushed up the draft board, right. so there was really no other option. If I'm the Jets and I could do it over right now, I'd pick Justin Fields. I'd obviously pick Mac Jones, and I'd pick Trey Lance.
1: Absolutely. Well, hold on. The Trey Lance one... That's interesting that you put that there. I think that you don't Mm -hmm. you don't have any real tape or any real performance to really go off of to say that. Okay, definitively, let me go with Trey over Zach. The other two. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I think if you could repick that draft, it would go in that order for the Jets.
0: But and then, yeah, I'll get to Trey Lance back in a second, but I want to work this in. I'm also operating under the impression that if I pick Mac Jones, I know he's not going to be as good as he currently is because of the Patriots. Like, he's better because he's a Patriot. Yeah. I understand that. So I understand he's going to get sacked a lot more often. He's nowhere near as mobile as any of those other guys. So I understand that's going to be, like, the the pains. I just wouldn't have picked Zach Wilson. So I guess to answer the overall question that YouTube had, what's Trevor Lawrence done, more than Zach Wilson, it just looks better. <laughs> it just looks better. It I, just looks better. I mean – if you're a Jets fan, what are you going to hang your hat on this year? And I'm serious. You beat I, I would imagine the Jets fan is going to say, we beat Trevor Lawrence. Zach beat Trevor Lawrence. Did he, though? Did he really, though? I don't think so. I think the Jags, who are a very bad team, lost to another really bad team, which, by the way, should have been a lot closer than it was. Jets gave up a lot of field goals, so they didn't take the points. They, right. Eddie Pinheiro had the worst PAT attempt of anything I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I, I say that a very bad Jets team beat a just as bad but definitely worse Jags team. Zach Wilson didn't beat Trevor Lawrence. But to that other point, drafting Trey Lance over Zach Wilson, you're going off of one year of tape from Zach Wilson at BYU versus one year of tape for Trey Lance at North Dakota State, but... If you're Zach Wilson probably would have been best served to sit like Trey Lance is.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely.
0: But you had no one to sit him. So operating under the impression of what you have, Trey Lance is bigger, which is why I would give him the start and draft him if you're going to play it, I guess I would say. He's mobile. We know this. He has a big arm. Two things Zach Wilson has. Zach Wilson doesn't have the size of Trey Lance. So that's why I would draft Trey Lance in that situation because I think a lot of people believe that the Trey Lance ceiling is super high. You just have to wait for it. And if you're the Jets, one, I would have just, first of all, I would have just picked Justin Fields. You know, we wouldn't be in this situation. But I, Zach Wilson doesn't pass the eye test. He didn't pass the eye test for me in college. And he certainly didn't pass it yesterday. But they did win the football game.
1: They did. And they've won more games than, uh, than Jacksonville. And you know what that means. What does that mean? We get a better pick than them. Again? Hey. uh, You know, Casey. What up? Uh, we here at Action Sports Jacks OT. Yes. We try to break news as we can, right? Okay. Like we're always on the cutting edge. And I have stumbled across, allegedly, um, some Urban Meyer tape after another Jags loss. Do you want to hear it?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Let me pull that up for you. This is Urban Meyer after... Uh, the Jags lose once again, and he is no longer the head coach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where you got that, but I, I believe that to be accurate. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Herbs is like, well, now look what you've done. Look, I here's the thing. I can't really fathom the idea that they lost to the Jets. Like, in, I know it happened. But, like, really? The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? The Jets are so bad. And the Jags are worse. Again. Again. Yeah. It's just a disaster. It's honestly just a disaster. And it's... (laughs) At the same time as they could build this back quickly, they're not going to. Sean says, can't place all the burden on Trevor. It takes 10 other, ten others and no weapons. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. I'm pro-Trevor Lawrence here. Um, hard
1: and, to tell sometimes.
0: No, I am. I'm, I, just,
1: I, I'm just keeping you honest. It's hard to tell sometimes. Look. You really don't seem pro-Trevor. I Yeah, I know. It, it's A funny. lot of times.
0: Here's the thing. Like, you can still be pro-Trevor, which you should be. I don't think there's any reason that you shouldn't give up on him. But... You can be pro-Trevor and be critical. Like, you can't fumble the football on the one-yard line. I understand Will Richardson recovered it and scored. You can't do that. Of course. Of course. There's throws that he hasn't made that he should. There's plays that he's made throws and the receivers haven't caught it, to Sean's point on YouTube. So, yeah, he does need weapons, and that's why I started to say what I was saying there for a second. It could be a quick build if you draft a receiver – and you sign a receiver. Yeah, You have making. to do both. Dan Arnold has to come back because Dan Arnold is decent at the tight end spot, without a doubt. So you got to make moves, but you could Joe, Joe Burrow it. You have the quarterback. I think Trevor's the quarterback. They drafted T. Higgins. They already had Boyd. Then they drafted Jamar Chase, and now look at it. You draft one. You sign one. You keep Dan Arnold and then you have some mixture of Treadwell, who, by the way, I think has earned an opportunity to at least compete next year for a spot um, as maybe not a starting receiver, but as a backup. If you don't bring anybody in, obviously start it, but they're going to have to make moves. But the point of the story is it might not be as long as you think, although it's pretty dark right now in Jacksonville after losing to the Jets. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. All the music beds that are good come on Action Sports Jacks overtime. I just kind of rolled into the music beds that are on Action Sports Jacks from three to six with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I just kind of like, uh, they were given to me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like put them in or change anything. Brian comes in for OT, just puts really good music beds in and I got to do something about the ones on the regular show because these are fire. Anyway, not the point. This is Action Sports Jax overtime though on ESPN six ninety. Brian Middleton at the broadcast on on the ones and twos with the music beds. I'm Casey Kurtz. I was with you from three to six with Brent Martineau as well on Action Sports Jax, the flagship program of this station. Feel free to tune in every weekday from three to six. Me and Brian Middleton are with you from three or er, from six to six thirty on Mondays and Thursdays until they realize what kind of tandem and what kind of content we got on this show. And then we'll be everywhere and we'll be a powerhouse. But that's what I'm talking about. Until until then, it's just Mondays and Thursdays. But stick with us and, uh, you know, come be a part of something. That's why I started telling people, Brian, when I say, hey, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you're going to be a part of something. We're, we're We're building something. And I'm letting people know that they can come and be a part of something if they so choose.
1: I like that right there. We're building something organically.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just... Quality quality stuff, you want to be a part of this. But uh, anyway, on ESPN 690, we're leading you into Monday Night Football. Uh, Dolphins, Saints. We'll mention that one before we get out of here. But uh, in the break are where some of the best ideas come from. And we've, we we were talking in the, in the very short break we had there. Brian Middleton had a, an interesting thought that he wanted to pose to the listeners and myself. And now I want to hear it, Brian.
1: Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, Uh, great uh, transition, man. Uh, Listen. I
0: don't know if you're being serious.
1: No, I'm being dead serious because I wasn't going to jump in. I was going to make you do all the work. So here's the deal. Um, The thing I like about the Jags offense is that I think that the weapons are there. Just a lot of them are injured. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one of the big areas that I was really excited to see this year was uh, Travis Etienne and James Robinson as a one-two punch as opposed to James Robinson and Carlos Hyde. I really think that that is an effective one-two punch, um, and and it it could do a lot of damage. And it does a lot to help out Trevor, your rookie QB, um, and your young QB as far as being able to rely on a run game. Sure. Um, So with the injury to James Robinson, which is devastating, I heard you guys talking about that on the big show earlier today. Yep. um, Does that change anything as far as their offseason moves? Because we talked about – one of the quick rebuilds, which I totally agree, is drafting a, wi- a wide out and getting one in free agency, and now you're really cooking with something. But does this James Robinson injury, because I'm not sure, I don't think I read how long they're they're even projecting, if they've even said anything as yeah. far as when he could be coming back. But I assume it would be not at the start of the season, um, depending on the severity. I could be wrong, not a doctor. Um, but... Does the offseason, the moves made during the offseason, change for the Jags at all because of this injury?
0: Uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, with the torn Achilles, obviously, unless he's Cam Akers, who all of a sudden came back in like five months, which is, or six months, whatever it was, is incredible, but yeah, I, I, that's going to be a tough one. And here's the thing, to your point. You cannot, if you come in, because obviously the head coach is going to come in and the GM and whatnot, hopefully the GM, um, you can't look at the situation and say, man, we feel good about our running back that currently has a torn Achilles and our other running back that is recovering from Liz Frank. You can't go into battle with that. As good as James Robinson has been and as good as you think Travis Etienne is going to be, which, by the way, the fact that hasn't even came up, the new regime didn't draft Travis Etienne. Granted, we haven't seen him play, but keep that in mind about how they want to run a team and how they're going to use him. But to answer your question, yeah, you went from a position where you really just need to get in a third string guy to I think you have to operate in free agency and in the draft that you have to sign your starting running back. You have to bring him in. Now, what I am saying or what I'm not saying in any way, shape or form, do not draft one in the first or second round. That's not what I'm saying. It doesn't work. You can find running backs all over the place that can be quality. James Robinson was undrafted. Cite that source. But you're going to need to make a move. So when you look at the draft, Kenneth Walker likely going to be the first running back off the board. You're probably going to miss out on that. Don't overdraft Kenneth Walker. He's a good player. He's a starting running back likely in the league. But you don't have to make that move. Barice Hall, Isaiah Spiller, Kyron Williams are all going to be later round guys coming from Iowa State, Texas A&M, and Notre Dame in that order. All quality and can fit what you want to do. Zonovan Knight is a game breaker. You're going to be able to get him late. Damian Pierce is a tough runner from Florida. Now, granted, I know if they draft Damian Pierce, everyone's going to lose their minds because they never, ever do anything good when they draft somebody from the University of Florida, but... Damian Pierce is a good back. So to answer your question, you can't spend huge money. You can't overdraft, but you have to bring somebody in here and operate under the idea that they're going to be your number one back, in my opinion, because you can't count on James Robinson being 100% healthy or Travis Etienne being 100% healthy coming off the injuries that they are currently having. You want to do vague headlines on the other side? Yeah, let's do it. All right, sounds good. Stay with us on ESPN 690. We got vague headlines. Best segment of the week you'll hear on any radio station uh, in Jacksonville or beyond. We got vague headlines on the other side. Action Sports Jack's Overtime on ESPN
1: 690.
0: Is this a new one? Yeah, man. I like it. Quality. Like I said, quality. The music beds are good. I got to work on the music beds from three to six. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. We got vague headlines coming up in just a minute. Want to address the comments though. Appreciate everybody watching and listening on the radio. We appreciate you just as much, but there is a stream. Feel free to check it out. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, ESPN 690 Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You can find it both of those ways. Um, James Robinson, one of the comments was uh, weeks 10 to 14 next year. I think that sounds right. Um, These injuries take a long time to heal, especially to do it correctly. There's really no reason to rush James back because there's just no reason. I mean, unless uh, there's no reason. You got to play smart with this guy. This guy's really good. He's been good for your team. You think he's a part of it going forward. You absolutely need to make sure he's healthy before you bring him back. A couple of the free agent Running backs: upcoming Melvin Gordon, Marlon Mack, uh, Ronald Jones, Jeff Wilson, James Connor, uh, all potentially in play here. Melvin Gordon's interesting because he's already a starting running back. So going back to what I just said, uh, you need to bring in somebody to operate as the starter. I think that's interesting, but then the question becomes: when these guys do come back, they're your or at least James Robinson is your lead back. So how will Melvin Gordon take that? I don't know. Marlon Mack is interesting. I think he's gotten a bad shake of things in Indianapolis overall. Obviously, he's not better than Jonathan Taylor, so that is what it is. Marlon Mack interests me. Jeff Wilson, the epitome of just a guy, does interest me because that's exactly what you need, and that's the point of you can find running backs wherever. So Jeff Wilson's interesting. James Conner, no way, does not go back to Arizona. All the touchdowns he's scoring, I would think they bring him back, but it's an interesting idea. All of those names are really interesting, and they're serviceable players. Uh, Ronald Jones, the other one, obviously, for the Bucks. So I think there's interesting. I don't think we'll overpay for a running back. Another comment, just want to hit. I think you just got to be smart. But you do need to bring somebody in that's ready to run the football 15 to 20 times in the early part of the season. Brian Middleton, with that being said, yes, it's time, finally. And I'm excited for it. Give me the vague headlines.
1: There we go. All right, man. Vague headlines where I give young Kurtz generic headlines. One sport-related, one non-sport-related. He makes a choice. And then out of the two, we find out more information. So here we go. First two, hot fish or real-life Grinch? Hot fish or real-life Grinch? Man. What we doing? Uh, Let's do
0: uh, real-life Grinch.
1: Real-life Grinch. I like that one right there, especially with the holiday season that we're in right yeah, now. Sir. Okay, so here we are. Actual headline, portsmouth woman returns from Europe to find gifts packed in luggage replaced by doll food. You heard that right. Much like in the movie The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, where the Grinch stole a bunch of presents from Whoville, yep. a woman traveling back to the States experienced the same thing. Let's take you to WMUR9 for more details. Please do. For attorney Gina Sheldon, it was to be the trip of a lifetime back to Italy to see old friends. 11 days of eating and drinking and shopping. So much shopping, the Christmas list was done by the time she left. But it was the few days she spent in Paris on business on the way home where the trouble began. And by the time she made it home to New Hampshire via Logan Airport and
0: looked in her bags, trouble. Opened the third bag, which had all of the gifts um, and the uh, new things that I had bought for myself as well and the bag was replaced with dog food, an old t-shirt, either a shampoo bottle or a shaving cream bottle.
1: Yeah, man, and look, the gifts that she purchased, it equaled to over $3,000. Gina is still trying to figure out, along with the head, I mean, the airline, uh, a resolution to this case. So, Casey.
0: Oh, no. What would you do if you were Gina? Um, well, I guess first and foremost, I'd have to, you know, my dog would get a lot of extra snacks.
1: There you go. What's your dog's
0: name? Uh, Blue. Okay. So Blue would get some extra grub, which, you know, I'm sure she would appreciate greatly. Um, I'm not sure who I'm mad at because you have to assume that, like, it was somebody international working with bags, right? Like, that would be your guess. Yeah. Because okay. by the time she flies into, and they're totally out of the airport, Logan Airport, um, You'd have to assume, like, it would be such a tough transition to, like, from the time the bags come off the plane to switch it out before they go to the carousel. Like, that'd be quick, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because she said she... I don't know. Like, it's a whole crazy thing.
1: I wish uh, you could have seen the photos. The photos were... It was, Were they good? It was funny because you see the dog food and uh. it's not like packaged. It's not like in a neat pack. The dog food's all ripped open in there. Oh. Like you said, the T-shirts and the shampoo uh. bottle. And I was just like, man, somebody got her for her paper.
0: That is crazy. Absolutely. That is such a crazy story, actually. But that's what that's what we do. This. So.
1: All right. All right. Next two. What else did you expect? Or better
0: than Bitcoin? What else Ooh. did you expect? Or better than Bitcoin? Follow me here because I'm gonna. I'm gonna lead you to believe I'm going with one but it's the other Uh, we love cryptocurrency here on ESPN 690 Brent talks about it a lot but I'm going to need to know uh, what did you expect
1: okay what else did you expect actual headline reporter asked Bill Belichick a non football (laughs) question after loss after the Patriots second loss uh, second straight loss a reporter takes up precious time during the post game interview to ask Bill Belichick a question not concerning the game let's take a a listen to that exchange real quick
0: Hi, um, football aside, sorry, but I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers?
1: Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. Maybe next week. Mm, mm, Yeah, honestly, everyone, especially the reporter, had to know how this exchange was going to go. No way she thought she was going to get any other reaction. No. But you know what? I think that she just wanted to be talked about, and here she goes. So, uh, mission accomplished. Casey, tell me. What's the most pointless question you have either asked or been asked?
0: It's a good one. Um, so, first off, I just want to get this out there. But I'll tell you what, she probably gets some crazy stories because how much confidence or, like, non-fear do you have to have to ask Bill Belichick that question after you lose? Take some fortitude. You know what I'm some saying? Gumption. And yeah. she was like, I saw the video. She's, like, in the front row. Like, she was yeah. ready. So, um, first off, hats off to her. Um. I can't believe there wasn't more of a reaction from Belichick. How funny would it have been if he's like, I don't know, to beat the Bills. Or like something <laughs> like that. Or like beat the Bills next year. I don't right. know. Um So I have asked a lot of dumb questions, just like over life. Yeah, you have. I just haven't been, you know, the most in you know I wasn't the most intelligent in school. Um and I I will tell you now, in grade seven, I was in English class. Oh sorry. What's up? Seventh grade? Seventh grade. Thank you. No, no, no. I'm asking. Yeah, seventh grade. Is grade seven? No, nah, that's what they say in, like, England, and I don't know why it's just okay. came in my head. Okay,
1: all right. No, I was, if that's how you say it, that was going to no, be a whole No, it wasn't. Tangent. I'm
0: not really sure where that came from, to be honest. Oh, uh, one person it, you- who's listening will know where this is going. Um, we had a teacher. I won't say her name. Nice lady. She was really cool. Um, but some of the students, myself included, thought she could potentially be pregnant
1: Mm -mm.
0: yeah Mm -mm. so nobody wanted to ask her and eventually they convinced me that i should ask her and long story short Mm. she wasn't pregnant but i asked (laughs) yeah it's really bad it's really bad so i would say that's probably the worst question i've asked
1: okay didn't see
0: it going there did you
1: but that's not really pointless but it is, yeah, that can be embarrassing. But a 7th grade Casey, you know, he has no conscience. Yeah. Huh? Keep yeah. shooting.
0: Yeah, got to try.
1: Miss 20, shoot 20 more. There you go. All right, last two. Got my ticket or shut down receiver? Mm. Got my ticket or shut down receiver?
0: Hmm. Got my ticket sounds like some Brent Martineau vivid seats thing. But uh, let me get shut down receiver, please.
1: Yeah, as opposed to shut down corner. So... Actual headlines. Bucks Antonio Brown rips media after suspension question. Now, the Bucks wide receiver, AB, uh, cut off a reporter yesterday and spoke on the drama in his life when the subject of his suspension was brought up. Yep. Brown, of course, was suspended three games for violating NFL's COVID-19 protocols after submitting a fake vaccination card to avoid stricter protocols. Our colleague, because we're ESPN, you know, uh, affiliate. affiliate. Mm-hmm. So our colleague, ESPN's Jenna Lane, is yep. actually the reporter involved with the exchange. i right. take a listen to that.
0: Hey, Antonio, congrats. Um, I know Coach Arians had told you when you came to this team, you know, you screw up one time and, and you're done. And some people would deem what happened as a screw up. But Coach Arians stood by your side and, and he brought you back. Just what did it mean for you, after being here for a year, to have a coach Next question. standing
1: in your corner? Next question. We
0: just want to talk about this game. We don't want to
1: waste no time with you guys writing in focus. Res- respectfully, respectfully, yeah. Antonio, we haven't talked to you yet. We haven't yeah, talked but to you Yeah, I don't want to talk time. about that. You, got, you guys, is all drama. It's all about football. We, we don't talk about Carolina, or I don't want to talk to you guys. So, Casey. Yeah. Two questions. Yep. First of all, whenever you preface something with, with respectfully – are you ever respectful? No, never once. And then, uh, second, was AB right to maintain the conversation on the game that just had happened?
0: Absolutely not. Uh, first off, shout out to Jenna Lane. Um, I know a lot of people, myself included, asking that question and getting that response cut off wouldn't have gone over well. In which she, she, she respectfully, like we just talked about, which wasn't respectfully, but she. She stayed at it and she stayed calm. So, first of all, shout out to her. That was that was pretty awesome. Um, but second, uh, Antonio Brown is just – I never, like, felt any type of way about the dude. Don't like him now. Like, I'm sick of him. Um, really has no business playing. Um, so, when you do something that other people would get fired over, borderline felony, um, all these other things, and all you lost was, like, three games of playing a game, a game – um. Yeah, you should have to answer that question. And I think anybody with any kind of like, like let's say that happens to Mike Evans. It wouldn't because Mike Evans is a good dude. But I think if something like that happened to Mike Evans, he would go out and say something just because he's a better person. I think Antonio Brown's not a great person. I think he handled it poorly. I think he shouldn't be able to play for the Bucks, And I think he should have to answer the questions because at the end of the day, he did what he did. You got to answer for that. And he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have tried to cut her off the way that he did. And I think the whole thing's ridiculous. Shout out to Jenna Lane; she did a really good job. But Antonio Brown, I'm pretty much done with. Uh, I'd be good if he just kind of went away.
1: Wow. Yeah. Like from the face of the earth or the NFL, because
0: I just don't need to hear about him. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Go, go freezer, or what did he do? He frost bit his feet
1: like uh, an I forgot idiot. About that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for putting that image what, back.
0: What kind of idiot That's does that? Mind. He got to go. I'm done with AB.
1: Well, all right. On that high note, yeah. <laughs> that's big headlines. No,
0: that was good. I'm glad we worked that in because that, that was a big thing that happened. And, like, you can't act like a child when you're, like, a grown-up professional person. So um, it is what it is. Shouldn't be playing for the Bucks, but whatever. It is what it is. They'll probably win the Super Bowl. Action Sports Jacks. overtime, ESPN 690. We got Monday Night Football coming up, Brian Middleton. We got the Dolphins, who have won a bunch in a row. We got the Saints, who are starting Ian Book. Nobody really knows what's going to go on. Not a lot of points are going to be scored. But who's winning the football game, Brian Middleton?
1: Miami Dolphins. Really? Miami Dolphins, man. The hottest team in the league.
0: That's fair. All right, let me ask you this as a follow-up then. Try not to cut me off like A.B., but uh, Dolphins will play Hey, man, knock you? it off. Knock it off. Yeah. I don't want to hear. Okay. Next question.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, are they a playoff team, yes or no? The
1: Dolphins. Oh, okay, because I, I cut you off so fast I didn't hear the first part. Yeah. I think so. Really? I think that this momentum is going to carry them into the playoffs, and then they'll probably be one and done.
0: Yeah, most likely. Most likely. Uh, Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think it'll be a good one tonight. I'm interested to see Ian Book, like we talked about off the top. Uh, Notre Dame was very good there. Uh, Not really sure what you're going to get in the NFL. Saints are on quarterback like four or five this season. So I think it'll be interesting. Uh, Alvin Kamara, please go easy on me. I'm trying to make it to the championship round of the ESPN 690 Fantasy Football Playoffs. Brett Martineau's got him. I've got Tua. One of us is going to win don't know who it will be. We'll tell you on Thursday though, along with some other stuff, Brian will have something on his mind, and we'll do it all again. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. Until then, we'll talk to you at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Me and Brent Martineau, we'll be breaking down some more Jags. We'll be looking ahead to the Patriots. We'll be looking at the rest of the league. We're doing all the things. We'll be back with you then. Me and Brian will be back Thursday. Until then, have a good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been Action Sports Jacks Overtime.